0: Welcome back to Got Teched the Podcast. This is episode 144 called 20 must have Chrome extensions for teachers. In this episode, we'll share 20 of our favorite Chrome extensions for educators. We've got some old favorites and some new inductees. So make sure you do not start the school year without adding these to your browser. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: Yeah, so episode 144 is going to be our episode right before we go back to school, I believe. We'll be in teacher trainings for our next episode, but that means what we have to kind of take a step back, and we usually uh, do one episode on some of the, I guess, extensions that we want to use during the next school year. And I feel personally like... This is a great episode just because as teachers, I feel we're starting to forget about the extensions a little bit. There's all these apps, uh, AI apps and web-based apps happening, but we're forgetting about some of these Chrome apps, uh, Chrome extensions that can help us with our productivity in in other uh, facets of education. But before we get into this jam-packed episode on extensions, Let's uh let's let's take a step back here and what are our updates? what what's what's going on? How's your summer break going? How's it finishing up?
0: It's looking good. I mean, we're saying we're like you kind of introduced uh, just a bit ago, we're saying goodbye to summer break essentially here as we're recording this, it's it's mid-August. so of course, uh, like we've been talking about, I, I believe in the past couple episodes even, um, but now, more real than ever, we're thinking about gearing back up for school training. Uh, like we've said, we've run a lot of the uh, teacher PD for new teachers and second year teachers and even um, some administrative training, literally starting in a few days from now. so that that is what is on my mind. Just this morning, I got like, probably four to five different emails from actual teaching colleagues saying, hey, what do you think about this change for the coming year? What do you think about a new series of teaching or arranging our units? But all the, all this stuff, you can just tell it's, it's right there. It's on everybody's minds. And while that is stressful, it's also exciting. So I'm pretty pumped. How about for yourself, my friend?
1: Yeah, so my wife and I just celebrated her 10-year anniversary. So that was our vacation. And then we doubled that back. So that vacation was just me and her. And then we uh, doubled it with a couple days down at the beach for the kids because they love the beach. I'm not a beach guy. I don't know why. You know, it's just not my favorite thing. I'd rather be in the woods or at a cabin. But, you know, we do these vacations for the kids. They, it, it's so much fun watching the kids have fun on the beach and how much they do not care about having sand in every crevice <laughs> of their body. It's something about the texture of sand that doesn't throw me, I guess. But uh, we did that, and now we're back, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to turn this gear right into education mode. Uh, I've had, you know, a lot of time with the kids this summer, I'm enjoying my time with the kids, but they're antsy to go back to school. And I'm not going to lie. So am I. I. I think this year is going to be a great year. Last summer going into the school year, I didn't feel too refreshed. I feel like I got, you know, a decent amount of time off. And
0: Yeah, this is the, I've, we said at the end of last year, I think this is the year that is the official return to normal post COVID. Last year kind of was, we didn't really have any lingering effects other than everybody was getting used to that normal. And now I think we're all used to it. So everyone is, is kind of a little excited. I can, I can feel the energy.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: So I'll say two things to wrap up our intro here. One, congrats on 10 years to you and and Carrie. That's fantastic. And two, let's kick off these Chrome extensions. I am also excited about this, like you said, because we do forget about Chrome extensions or have at least since AI has been dominating. But these things are great. And and as I was going back through putting this list together, we've done lots of extension episodes over the past 143 episodes. And it just made me feel good to go back to this and really put together a nice comprehensive list of extensions that that withstand the test of time and, and some new ones that, that may prove to do the same. So I'm gonna kick it off with my first one. This is kind of gonna be EdTech Throwdown style where we're just gonna mention them, let you know how you could use it and sort of bop back and forth that way. No pressure to use all 20 of these. If you just pick out one or two of them that are gonna be helpful to you, that's the point. So here we go, my first one is called send from Gmail, send from Gmail. This is more for the ed tech coaches out there. Uh, Eric, you and I do a lot of this along with some of our other um, ed tech sort of PD coach colleagues where we find a lot of great resources and we share a lot of resources. Send from Gmail is an extension where anytime you're on a website that you wanna share out to a group of people you know are also interested in resources or a certain type of resource you found, Send from Gmail just with a click of the extension, it automatically pops up a, a Gmail, an email via Gmail. So you can shoot out that link to people really fast. It saves you from having to copy the URL, go to your Gmail, start an email, pull in a group of people um, on your, you know, to send it to paste that URL and then type out. It even does like a little automatic description of what's in the link. So literally in like two or three clicks, you can share that resource via email and you never have to leave the web webpage. Um, you know, J- Jeffrey Loesch, who has been on our podcast before says this is the extension that he uses more than any other. And that's my first one called send from Gmail.
1: Send from Gmail is a time saver for sure. I, I do like that one i'm going to get into my first one which is google translate now oftentimes throughout the year we get asked uh you know google translation uh questions and the thing that i really like about this extension is that if you are looking at any typed uh, language whether it's english french spanish whatever it may be Uh, What I really like is that you could hover over it with this extension and it can give you a translation. And you could play a little play button if you want. Uh, The extension adds right to your browser toolbar. Uh, It it brings up a little translate icon whenever you want to translate any page that you're visiting. And it automatically detects the language uh, of the page that you're on. And if it's a banner at the top, you can just click uh, Translate button in the banner and the text uh, on the page will appear in a new language. So this is a solid one. I think this is going to help bridge the gap between uh, communication with parents that might only speak a a language other than English, like Spanish or, or whatever it may be. Uh, But I also think it could be a pretty powerful tool for those beginner level world language classes that might not have to know or aren't expected to know certain words, certain uh, complex vocabulary. And and I'm a strong believer in if kids can see something, it's going to help it stick. So just with my kids... When they watch a Disney movie, I always turn on the on the English cl- captions, and I think it helps them learn how to read a little bit quicker. They start recognizing words. They're able to see those words over and over as they're said, and I think that's a big deal. So I'm all about Google Translate in this extension, and that's my first one.
0: It's a great one, a, a classic extension. Great tip about movies, by the way. I'm going to have to start doing that. My um, my second one, this will be fast because I've mentioned it a lot, but it has to be on a list like this. It's called Equatio. Uh, this is for your math and science teachers who are typing out equations, math, formulas into Google Docs and find that a challenge. Uh, this is also for math and science teachers who are trying to get their students to put equations into a digital format in a Google Doc in a professional-looking way because you know if you're a math or a science teacher then you have experienced the kid that just types out uh, in the sloppiest way possible a bunch of a bunch of math and it's really difficult to follow. Equationio makes it super easy. Um, I'm, I don't need to really explain what it is. If you just download the extension, you'll you'll see how how great it is. Um, I think the only thing that needs to be said is the options that it gives for getting equations into the doc or it makes it so special, you can type it out in a typical equation editor style. But what I really like about it are the other options where if you have a touch screen, you can hand write it and it converts that to type. Uh, If you have a microphone, which pretty much any computer does these days, you can speak an equation out loud and it's going to translate your audio into a typed out equation it works really well um, there's also a phone app where you can hand write it use your phone's camera uh, to s- take a picture of that handwriting and it turns your handwriting on paper into an equation that's a big one although i think that's part of what you have to pay for with their premium package everything else i've mentioned so far is part of the free version i share this with my students at the start of every year as one of the options that they can use some like it. Some don't. But again, it's just it's one of those things that I think math and science teachers need to know is out there. And it's probably probably my favorite extension on this list for a pure from a pure math science teacher standpoint. Equations is the best. So that's that's my number two.
1: Well, you know, I knew that you liked that uh, extension, but I didn't know that that was, you know, that high up on your list. I, I know that equation is amazing for the things that it does especially in math and science but uh, you have some pretty solid ones on here so that that surprised me a little bit maybe not maybe a little <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna go into my next one which I use all the time uh, it's called print uh, friendly PDF all right and print friendly PDF uh, basically you could take any web page any article anything you uh, and you hit the print friendly PDF button. And what it's going to do is it's going to make that web page or whatever it may be a PDF. It's going to bring in all the pictures, all the advertisements and all that stuff, but then it's going to allow you to select what stays and what goes. So when I print some stuff out, some articles out for one of my classes, I don't want the advertisements. I don't want all the distractions. Uh, I don't need, uh, a lot of the stuff that's on the page, I just want them so I'm not wasting paper or just so they're getting what they need. I don't want all the distractions, so I delete all that out, and then you can save it as a PDF, or you can just print from right there. So I really, really like this one. It's super simple to use. Just go download the extension, um, and then you click on the little, it's a green icon with a printer, Um Image in the middle of it, and you just click on it, and it takes care of you and it walks you through it. You could also annotate a little bit with this uh, tool, so that's another feature that is pretty awesome. But this is how I take an article from any news website that I deem credible and I put it into my LMS in under a minute, and I think that's pretty remarkable. Now, I'm gonna throw a bonus one out there. Real quick, not an extension, but a bonus tip with this. With all the uh, AI tools out there, like Diffit, let's um, Chat PDF, um, all those, you can take the PDF here, put it into there, and then and, and then ask it to write questions on that article, and then now all of a sudden you have this uh, discussion piece where the students might read a paragraph or a couple paragraphs of the article and have to answer some questions that go along with that and that's how uh, print-friendly pdf would be very beneficial in tangent with uh, one of these iaa tools
0: yeah love print-friendly pdf that is uh another almost everyday use extension for me glad you added it to our list here today my third one uh is called dictation for gmail It's name pretty much tells you what it's going to do. It allows you to speak, right? You can just talk and your microphone, picks up that speech and it types out the email for you. I don't always do this. I'm not huge on the talk to text. Uh, Usually I find there's there's too many errors, although uh, these days there's almost no errors at all. But that's what stopped me from doing it more in the past but i I have this extension and i use it pretty regularly too weirdly enough here's when i use it i get to school pretty early about an hour before most uh, other teachers 30 45 minutes before i guess but you know i'm there well it's still pretty dead and pretty quiet and i'm often eating my breakfast as i walk in the door and as i sit down at my desk and kind of get geared up for the day and i'm just kind of sitting there at my desk chomping away or drinking my coffee and my hands aren't always free. Sometimes I'm still not totally woken up yet. So I'm just kicking back in my chair. And as weird as it sounds, I I don't feel like typing. But what I can do and what I often do with dictation for Gmail is open up and start an email, lean back casually while holding my bagel and cream trees or while drinking my coffee hands free. I just talk out an email. So usually simple things that I just want to get off my plate for the day, not too complex. I don't have to think a whole lot about. I'm not worried about, you know, crafting the perfectly worded email. I just talk it out. I send it and I never have to sit up, type, stop eating or drinking my breakfast. Now, that's just one very specific example of how it works for me. A lot of people might just prefer dictating over typing in general. And that's cool, too. Uh, But Dictation for Gmail is an awesome extension for allowing you to do this. So check it out, everybody.
1: Yeah, I like that one a lot. You know, I have uh, bare paws as hands and typing isn't my uh, strong suit. So Dictation for Gmail would definitely fit a need for someone like me. I'm going to go right along there uh, with you and I'm going to bring up Moat. Moat is uh, one that, you know, I typically fall back on for feedback uh, it's an extension. It allows you to really anywhere nowadays. You could do it on Google Docs, slides, forums, wherever there's really a blank. You could also use it on web pages of Chrome uh, just to leave feedback to your students' work. Or maybe uh, there's a resource that you want your students to check out in order to identify and kind of correct a misconception of the content. You could go straight to a resource that's on the Chrome browser, and you can kind of walk them through it a little bit. And uh, I, I find this one one of my go-to's of all extensions. Um, I love Moat. Uh, you could have a a collection of Moats. So for me in science, I use it to grade uh, labs. I'll make a whole bunch of moats in my moat book, and that will allow me to not have to say the same things over. It's like a canned comment feature. But there's a lot of good things with moat. You can uh, attach it to Gmail. That way you can, instead of type out everything, you can give them a voicemail in your Gmail, which is kind of cool as well. So uh, moat is definitely one that I have to mention for this, uh, this uh, podcast episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you got to mention it. Mo is just so ultra powerful. I'm um, glad you brought it up as well. My next one is called Chat Sonic. And Chat Sonic goes along with kind of the theme of my first guy, Send from Gmail, um, where you never have to leave a website to share a link. This is the same thing, Chat Sonic, except with this one, you never have to leave the website to engage with Chat GPT. Um, so, the way it works, if you can imagine being on a website um, and you're reading something and you want to throw it into ChatGPT and ask a question or have it generate some questions or do whatever you might want it to do, it can, uh, you know, just by clicking the extension within that same tab, it pops up the, you know, a ChatGPT chat bot tool right there in that tab. So you can talk to it. Um, you can interact with that web page. You can ask it for, you know, say you're in your uh, you're in your Gmail and you have a really long email thread. We get this a lot because a lot of the email chains that we're on, people are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, especially in the summertime because we don't always check our emails often. This is how I uh, sort of fell in love with Chat Sonic. You, while that email thread is open, you can click the extension, Chat Sonic pops up, and you can ask it to summarize the uh, the back and forth in that email thread. For me, that's all I need to hear because I hate going back through email chains to try and figure out who has said what so that I don't miss anything and sound like a dummy when I respond. Um, with Chatsonic, it'll do that for you. It'll let you know all of the points that have been stated in that email chain so you don't have to pick through it all. You can also respond to emails if you want. So if you have like a generic kind of, I don't know, like a parent question come in. You're not really worried about putting, crafting that email perfectly. You can ask Chatsonic to respond all within the same tab. You never have to leave. I think uh, Chatsonic is one that will become for a lot of people a a must have as time goes on and it gets more popular.
1: Yeah, I I feel like Chatsonic is meeting one of those uh, needs within the AI component of these uh, tools. And i'm going to have one of these later on um, as well i'm going to get into my next one which uh, there's a couple updates that i want to share news updates i guess um, i want to share with everyone this one is ScreenPal. we've talked about this a little bit over the last couple of episodes uh, their integration of different ai components um also how simple the web tool is uh, for uh, creating videos, editing videos, things like that. So screencast o was rebranded into ScreenPal. Uh, they're doing a lot of stuff before school, a lot of free professional development, and I wanted to share that. I also wanted to share, uh, they're having a back-to-school uh, ScreenPal sweepstakes. Uh, basically, they want you to get connected with them, so you know when their free PDs are and they want you to connect with them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, or X, or whatever it's going to be called from you know here on out. Uh, they want you to tag them in a post describing how you use ScreenPal during the school year, and then fill out the quick sweepstakes entry form. Now, what's cool with this is you, you do that, and um, you have to do this by September 5th, uh, so just keep that in mind, but That makes you eligible to win this big prize pack basically. There's a ScreenPal Yeti, there's a ScreenPal Notebook, and there's a couple other things that are involved with that. I have all this information in our show notes. And then there's also a back to school webinar for ScreenPal. This is with the great Leslie Fisher. Uh, I know she does a lot of work with ScreenPal, she's awesome. Uh, She's going to do a back-to-school Q&A, so any questions that you might have with ScreenPAL, that's uh, Thursday, August 17th, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific daytime. So uh, definitely check that out if you want to get more familiar with ScreenPAL's updates before the school year. Uh, Like we said before, we are big fans of ScreenCast-O-Matic and ScreenPAL, so happy to share this one with our list of extensions
0: yeah that's that is awesome i didn't know about all the uh the sweepstakes stuff very cool um my next one is is a classic as well it's called bitly if you're listening to our show you know about bitly if you don't know about bitly um i would i would probably disagree and say you do know about it because everybody not even people in the tech world have seen bitly links Even if you're just scrolling through a social media account, a lot of times stuff is shared using a a Bitly link. It's a URL shortener. So instead of sharing a super long URL to like a Google doc or something annoying for someone to type in, you can use Bitly to shorten that to uh, something that's easy to type like bit.ly slash and whatever comes next is customizable by you. So bit.ly slash got teched. And then that's all you have to type in, and it's great. I like to use Bitly links all the time, pr- probably more than most teachers. I don't know if you know this moment might just be for me, but I, I just it's my favorite way to share stuff with my class. All you got to do is, if I have a Google Doc, um, I find the easiest way to share that doc with my students is grab the URL to the Google Doc, which is very long. But I bring that URL into Bitly. I create a customized Uh, Bit.ly slash whatever something that my students can just type in, and I pop it into a you know a a PowerPoint or a Google Slide that's up on the at the front of the room, and then they all on their Chromebooks or their phones they just type it in, and now they're looking at that doc. For me, this is way faster than sharing via our LMS, Um, and it's just my favorite way to do it. And of course, Bitly has an extension that makes this URL shortening process even faster. You gotta check it out, everybody. I see a lot of people going through a lot of silly steps when it comes to sharing links with their students. And I think um, I think they need to give Bitly a try and see how much it could help them out.
1: Yeah, I love Bitly. And one of the things I like to do with it is one of the first assignments, homework assignments of school, I like to make it a Bitly link, but I don't think you could do this with the extension. You have to go to the website, Uh, Create the bit.ly link within the website and then push that bit.ly link out and make it unique to one class. And then the next day. So that bit.ly link might be to, I don't know, open a PDF or read something. And that link takes you to that reading. Share that bit.ly link out with your students. And then the next day before you go to class in the background, open up the bit.ly link because there's uh, analytics there. And just if you have 20 kids in your class, ask how many people did their homework. And uh, go take a look at how many clicks on the Bitly link, because most of the time, a couple kids are going to forget. And uh, I just throw it up on the screen after everyone says that they did their homework, and there's only 16 clicks out of the 20 kids on that reading. I like to do that and then kind of laugh about it. Just let them know that it's okay, but you know what? We need to do better. We need to remember to do this stuff. And yes, there are ways for me to keep you accountable just for reading. And that's a, that's an easy one to do it. If anything, it's gonna make them go click on that link regardless, and then it makes everyone feel better even though maybe or maybe not they read it, who knows. Uh, I wanted to also say something real quick. Um, you know, our our rep at Sarah Sarah Eiler at ScreenPal is also going to be joining Leslie Fisher. And Sarah was amazing to us. Uh, she gave us a lot of um, things to hand out at our last EdTech Throwdown. So I wanted to shout that out. She's uh she's a very infectious, happy, outgoing personality. So that's just going to make that uh, team of Leslie Fisher and uh, Sarah so much better uh, when it comes to that back to school Q and A. Um, so, I just uh, saw that. I wanted to send a shout out to Sarah. Uh, our next uh, one, or my next one, is Extensity. So, extensions do use some of your computer's resources. So, if you're not using an extension, you need to be able to easily turn it on and off. And I know that there's that puzzle piece that Chrome throws out. I just find it to be t- like almost tedious compared to Extensity. Extensity, if you go up to the top and you download this extension, it allows you to do this a lot easier. All right, you just click the Extensity icon and then you could click or unclick any extension that you want. You don't need to, it's super simple. You don't need to like go up to the puzzle piece. Are you really sure that you wanna turn this on? And I just find managing it from the Extensity extension is a lot easier than that publishable piece. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. Uh, I also like that Extensity breaks it down into um, extensions and apps. So I still have a lot of my apps um, from when Google you know, separated them as to apps, extensions, and add-ons. So for example, I can get right into my Google Sites right in Extensity. I could get into my Google Keep right from there, my Ed Puzzle. I could go into my camera settings right through Extensity. I like having all this stuff in one place. So check out Extensity to manage all your Chrome extensions and your apps. I think it's fantastic. Go get yourself Extensity.
0: Yeah, if you're pulling in or you think you're going to use a bunch of the extensions we shared today, then you need Extensity. Extens- extensity to manage those extensions easily. And I would agree with you, uh, it is faster and simpler to turn extensions off and on with Extensity rather than the Google Chrome puzzle piece. I'm not sure what they call it officially, but uh, it's a great point. I don't want to mess up our flow here, but I'm going to do my next two at once just because they are similar in what they do in that. Both of them are annotation tools online annotation tools. The first one is called Snippet Web Highlighter. Snippet Web Highlighter lets you annotate websites and PDFs that you're viewing in Chrome. That includes, uh, you know, like highlighting snippets of text, saving, this is my favorite thing you can do with it, but if there's a picture, a graph that you wanna like save and use later, you can, uh, there's like a little add button that you're gonna see next to any image. Uh, You just click that add button and you're going to be able to save that. You can highlight entire regions of the screen on the website you're viewing and annotate it so that if you come back later, it's super easy to uh, find those things and help you take notes or just analyze what you're reading. Very helpful snippet web highlighter. The second one is also an annotation tool, um, but this time for videos, which is honestly not something I do a whole lot of, but why not? It's called Nimbus Capture, Nimbus, N-I-M B U S Nimbus Capture lets you record and annotate videos. Uh, you can use it like a screencasting tool as well, from what I understand. Um, you know, it's, if this is what caught my eye about Nimbus Capture, if I'm watching a video, it's going to let me capture a screenshot from that video really easily and save it. Uh, I do this a lot of the time myself, just using the you know the my computer's screenshot tool. But I think this might be a little bit easier than the steps I have to go through to do that. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I do not use Nimbus Capture yet, but I'm going to, and here's why. Uh, this you can always tell a great extension, not always, but a lot of the time you can tell based on how many people use it. And Nimbus Capture's got millions of people using it, and I'm surprised I haven't heard of it until now. Um, but th- th- those are my two that I think are gonna go together: Snippet Web Highlighter and Nimbus Capture. Both very powerful. Annotation tools and if you're if that's something you want to do, I think these are two you're going to want to go with.
1: So just remember that even though some of these have similar functionalities, we bring them both up because of quality. But also so everyone's a little different. They work a little different. They function a little different. Case in point, extensity and that puzzle piece that Chrome throws out. Puzzle piece does nothing for me. Extensity, I love. All right. But they do the same thing, just a slightly different. So we bring these up so you can focus on maybe which one that would work best with your work needs and your workflow. So I, I love those two annotation tools. Anytime you can annotate something quickly, it's, it's just uh, next level. It's game-changing, really. All right, so my next one, and this is another one that, you know, Chrome kind of has their own thing with tabs. I control my tabs with one tab. It's an extension that allows you to uh, control all your tabs up there. Nick will you know, attest to this. I used to have 45 to 50 tabs open at the top of my uh, Google Chrome browser. Right, That wouldn't be uncommon in my workflow. And it's because I work with teachers every period of every day. And we used to have, I don't know if you were here when we had nine periods in a day, Nick. I Remember, was, yeah you were that was one of your
0: first yeah very beginning
1: yeah so even back then um you know i would be working with lots of teachers throughout the day rather than close all the tabs that i'm working with each one i would just leave them up there and then finally nick was like how do you work like that you know he was like this is ridiculous and i knew where every tab kind of was you know just based on what period I saw each teacher, but it it wasn't good. I was wasting a lot of time clicking through these multiple tabs. And with one tab, it allows me to not only organize them, minimize them, but then I could also, if I have a list of seven uh, tabs open and all that has to do with research that my kids can do in my first session class, I can lock that, I can name that list and I could share that list. So they could click on the hyperlinks and bring it up on their browser. And this is the reason why I use OneTab instead of any of the other uh, tab management systems out there is because I'm able to save them, I'm able to minimize them, I could easily access them, I could add to the list and I could share them out. And for me, that works with my workflow, saves me a lot of time and you know, I've never had a kid complain because they had to open up, you know, at one link to get 10 resources. It's there. It's a curated list for them that they could use for whatever project we're working on. So one tab, check it out.
0: Love OneTab. Um, I'm glad you brought it to the list because it's another classic uh, that we've been using a lot from the very beginning. And it has for sure withstood the test of time. Uh, my next one is called Quillbot. I can do this pretty quickly because Quillbot is, you know, it, it's a it's an extension that is a grammar checker. If you use the more well-known one called Grammarly, then Quillbot is going to be essentially the same thing. But this goes along with what you just talked about. It's It kind of depends what you like. Um, you know, you like to use Extensity, whereas other people might be more comfortable just using that that puzzle piece to turn your extensions off and on, you may find you'd like Quillbot better. Maybe you don't use a grammar checker at all yet, uh, then Quillbot's maybe where you're gonna start to check it out, but it's pretty straightforward. I mean, if you're typing, it's gonna check your grammar, it's gonna let you know if there's a better way to say things. Uh, All of these tools with AI are expanding into things like paraphrasing. So if you don't wanna like go back and forth to chat GPT on a separate tab, to help summarize an article for you, um, QuillBot is going to do that. You can ask it to to paraphrase a chunk of writing, summarize something that you're reading to help you understand it better. Lots of different things here, but you know that's I think that's all you need to say for an extension like this. But we wanted to bring at least one of these types of tools to our list of twenty today, and QuillBot is a really good one to check out.
1: Yeah Quobot is, is great. I'm, I told you earlier that I was going to do one AI uh, extension and this is it's called uh, liner uh, GPT assistant. It's uh, getliner.com uh, is the URL for it. It's also a Chrome extension. Um, what liner does is it becomes this basically work assistant for you. Uh, it can do a lot for you. It can summarize uh, articles. It can find answers quicker with an AI search. You can ask it, ask it anything that you want. If you're watching a YouTube video, you could say, "Hey, can you tell me what this video is about before you watch it?" Uh, what's great about this is it's free right now. there, there is uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a price point coming, but you know, for right now, uh, it looks to be free uh, and it will do basically, it's a Google search at your fingertips, but it's an intelligent Google search um, and it's it's pretty amazing. So you could get unlimited web highlights. So anytime that you want to, if you're on a web page and it has a sentence and you don't really understand that sentence, all you do is uh, click on liner, You highlight that sentence, and it will break it down for you. Um, It gives you, uh, for the free version, to get started, it will give you unlimited web highlights. It will give you unlimited YouTube highlights. It will allow you to highlight in two colors, and it will allow you to have up to two collections and uh, up to two highlight comments per page. And then later on, if you want to get into, uh, you know, buying it there's there are other plans there so there is a limit on how many you could do per day um, for each one of these but I think uh, 10 per day for the writing assistant five per day for a, a Gmail co pilot and five per day for anything on Google I think that that is enough um, for the copilot uh, it's 25 per day so if you want to ask it questions you could do that 25 Uh, times per day. So that's just for the basic free one. Uh, Like I said, I'm sure that there's going to be more of these coming out. You got to kind of pick which ones that you want, the price point you want. Free is for me, so I think I could get away with 25 per day. But just being able to access information um, very quickly uh, when you need it. Um, I wouldn't do this if I was asking questions for a research project or anything like that. I would do this for asking it to define a sentence or a vocab word or, you know, an explanation of some sort. I do like it for the YouTube usage. I don't know how many times I, I scroll through or click through a YouTube video just to see if it's going to be quality for what I need it for. But if I can ask this co-pilot to check and see if this video is going to answer a certain question of mine and where is that answer gonna be located at a timestamp, I think that's beneficial in itself.
0: Love that one. Um, and then for my my last two, I'll not, I'm not gonna do them both right now, but I'm mentioning my last two because they're both similar and that they're not necessarily for teachers. Uh, the first of those is called Todoist. And Todoist is one of the most downloaded and used Chrome extensions out there, uh, not just in the education world, but across the board, Be- because uh, it, what it does um, is so powerful. It's essentially an organizer. It's uh, a simplest level. If you are a to-do list person, then you can have your Chrome extension uh, to-do list help you with that process. So if that's how you want to think about it, that's great. But it does so much more It's used a lot actually by, uh, you know, in workplaces, business workplaces, because you can collaborate on lists together. Um, you know, if you've got a team of people, you can make a t- t- multiple to-do lists where you can check things off, uh, as a group as you go individually. So nobody's doubling up on work. You can add links to those tasks, um, it lets you add items to like a wish list. There's all kinds of different lists that it can generate for you. Um, organizing your your day to day. So like literally a schedule, you can do that. Um, checking things off as you go throughout that day. It's just, it looks like a no brainer for somebody who runs their day by lists, which I do. Right now, my email inbox is essentially my to-do list. If there's something I got to take care of. I send it to myself in an email, and that's how I, I know to do it. But that's, that's like a really roundabout way to do things. So for me, Todoist is on my list of uh, extensions that I need to start using because it sounds like a very powerful tool, and I think just how popular it is as an extension is a testament to that. So check out Todoist, everybody.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I like Todoist, but you know that's something that doesn't really work for me. I don't organize things the same way as you do, Nick. Uh, For anyone that knows Nick, uh, he has a to-do list for every day that he kind of keeps with him, and then he has a to-do list for the week and for next week, and he has lists for his lists, so he has like 10 lists, and then he makes a list for those, probably hyperlinks them together, Um, but (laughs) he's, he's a very organized person, that's what I'm trying to say. And something like this works for him. I need, I, I can't use, uh, for my day-to-day, I can't use something electronic. It has to be something tangible that is always in my way. Usually my to-do list might be on the back of my hand or in a on a Post-it note that's in my uh, my pocket, my shirt pocket that I'm going to run into. Sometimes I stick a Post-it note right on my phone. Now, why wouldn't I just, you know, put it on my phone? Because I won't open my phone, but I do check the time all the time. So if I have a post-it note right on my phone, I'm looking at that to-do list all the time. Sometimes, if I'm really stressed out, I'll take that post-it note, put it in my back pocket if if that particular time is not the the time and place for it, because I don't want to see that every time I look at my uh, my uh, clock on my phone if I'm going to do it that way. So that's a great one just not for me uh, up or unsplash is my next one and basically this is a curation or collection of free photos uh, that you could use and insert on any web page you could use it for other things too this is a Chrome extension that enables you to quickly search and insert some of the most awesome photos from any web page it's free to download and use however you want so when you are working with students or if you're just trying to make a project look good, this is an easy way of getting that photo that kind of ties everything together. Gives you a background that makes the project more interesting and it's even better if you can make the picture relevant to the content. So check out uh, unsplash.com. And since you did two earlier, I'm gonna do two right now. And I'm gonna mention another one w- AI tool that is helping me with productivity, and that is Text Blaze. And uh, we did talk about this one about seven episodes back, but I, I don't think maybe that was the right time because we were kind of uh, getting done with school. I think this is a tool that we need to use from the beginning of the school year, and it's going to save you a whole bunch of time. So, text. Tech- so Text Blaze allows you to create shortcuts to eliminate repetitive typing, and it allows you to save time. And I'll give you a couple of um, usage cases in a second. But basically, when you're when you click on the Text Blaze extension, it brings you to a dashboard. And in that dashboard, you can create these little snippets, all right? URL snippets, shortcuts, whatever you want to call them, and when you add that to any blank on the on the web, whether it's a Google form, an email, anywhere where you could drop text, um, if you do the uh, little snippet, it's a backslash and then whatever uh, text you want to put after it. Think of it as a bitly link almost and how we can customize everything after the backslash. So I use this to uh, basically um, share out Nick and my hours at school. Uh, if they, if a teacher reaches out to us and says, "Hey, I really like help on X Y Z tool. When are you available?" Uh, I made one of these that just said, uh, "Guys, Nick, hours after the after the slash," and it creates an email that says, "Hey, thanks for reaching out to us." Um, Our hours are this please email back with uh, a certain time that you would like to meet that is convenient for you now me typing that out I don't know how many times do we get that type of an email every year probably about a thousand two thousand times maybe more now all I have to do is go to that email hit reply and then hit the shortcut so backslash Nick and guys hours and it's gonna bring up that email I send it out it's done All right, Uh, you know, Nick might use it to run his ski club. Anyone that registers, he wants to give them a confirmation because our ski club usually is more than one bus, but we may not get more than one bus, so he has to, you know, make cuts. And the fair way of doing it is having some type of a lottery or maybe it's first come, first serve. He wants to send out an email uh, to all those students who register and all the parents, all he has to do Go up, open Gmail, open a compose an email, hit the BCC, type in all the email addresses, and then in the body, just do backslash ski club and it's going to automatically take that up so he doesn't need to respond to every single one of those individually. It's going to save a lot of time. I do shout outs, I do weekly newsletters um, f- with this tool. The great thing is, is you can format it however you want and it's gonna keep that format. It's gonna keep the links. So everything looks nice. Uh, we used it for Google Takeout for our seniors when they wanted to take stuff out of their Google Drive that they would lose because we closed down their accounts um, pretty early uh, after they graduate. But that's text Blaze. it's awesome. Uh, I'll try to get you a code and put that into the show notes that will allow you to try the pro version for 90 days the free version is amazing as well so don't get turned off by that you definitely need to try it and i think this will be one that um, you're going to use for years to come
0: not that we need to give more examples because you definitely covered it a bunch of them but i'm going to do it anyway i have one with text plays that is backslash retakes because I get a ton of student emails saying, Hey, can I retake that test? And even though I go over the procedure, I still get those emails and I send out the same response every time, which is, uh, thanks for inquiring about a retake. If you would like to do that, please fill out this form and submit here, blah, blah, just walking through the whole process. And I never have to type out that annoying email again. So text place is awesome. My last one, um, This is not really for me, but I'm sharing it because I think this could be useful for a lot of people. This is really just for fun. It is called coffee links, like coffee and feelings. Coffee links, and I think the best way to describe it is like a little journal that is tucked right into your browser. So you click the Chrome extension and it pops up this journal for you. And then you can use it to jot down thoughts you can track your mood i know my my wife has a a, like a mood tracker thing on her phone this is going to let you do that just in the the you know your extension as you're working throughout your day might be an easier way to do that um and it's got all kinds of little fun things like little they tie everything into coffee so there's like a coffee roast selector that matches your mood if you're doing the mood generator um, but essentially, it's just a, a a fun little journal that is now part of your Chrome browser. So that might be kind of kind of fun to give a try. That is Cough Feelings. That's also my last one. I think you've got the official last of our our 20. Then is that correct?
1: That is correct, and I'll go right into it. And this one is a extension that allows you to make tutorials, uh, you know, step by step instructions on how to do something and and to be honest with you, I would probably take this extension, which is called Tango, and I would app smash it with TextBlaze. I'd make the tutorial in Tango, and as we make these tutorials, we can put it in the text Blaze and send out the tutorials uh, using those shortcuts throughout the year. So we have a list of tech tools that we Approve in our district, and we have a list of tech tools that we do professional development and we subscribe to and we purchase. I would take um, Tango, go through all this, all the uh, approved tech tools and all the ones that we purchase, make uh, shortcut handouts, uh, explainer handouts with Tango, and then app smash it with Text Blaze. And that way we could easily push that out when people have questions. So check out Tango. Pretty awesome extension. Uh, I know that's one of the ones that we featured when we uh, were running the uh, Maya Tech Bundle, which is no longer, unfortunately. But you know, it kind of ran its its uh, its course, and we wanted to provide accessibility during the pandemic. We did that. Now that we're outside of it, we decided to shut it down. But uh, Tango is one of the ones that we featured and and we, uh, we always appreciated the partnership with them.
0: wraps it up everybody for episode 144 this is going to be one one that i think we we use a lot and reference a lot because this is in an, an awesome list of extensions just as always do us some favors: subscribe to our show please on apple spotify google podcasts if that's where you're listening to podcasts stitcher is another big one you can check us out on youtube we've got a channel if you're on youtube just search for we got teched or got tech the podcast, and you'll see our channel. We got video content there, trying to add as much new stuff as possible. So there's always something engaging for you. Uh, we've got Twitter handles as well. I guess we got to change that to X handles if that's how they're saying it now that that's changed over. But you get the point. Absolutely bizarre. It's I just had strange. to throw that in that. <laughs> Bizarre. It's very strange. It's super weird, but you, that's a spot you can find us as well. Uh, Write us a review. That's one of the best things you can do for the show. An Apple podcast review would be great. Go to our website, gottech.com, and check out the Teach Better Podcast Network, where you can find us along with tons of other of the best educational podcasts. That wraps it up for episode 144. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist and at Nick Got Teched on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, GotTech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.